You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Fantastic fall weather continues across West Alabama today. The sky's sunny, the high 72. For tonight, fair with the low at 48. Tomorrow, a mostly sunny day, the high 73. And Sunday, we stay dry. The sky partially sunny, the high 75. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. Scott Smith and Softmark Design doing business for 17-plus years, specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and every Everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. Interact with the Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904 or tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook. Shut Tide 100.9 and man, uh, great conversation in that first uh, segment. CJ Watson bringing up uh, a comment saying, I feel like Trevor Relford and Retton Obazahan would have loved Nate Oak's system as well. Uh, they were scoring point guards before it was cool. Uh, and that that's totally uh, the point. These guys have become not just uh, facilitators, but also scorers. Almost, well, I, I guess it's kind of like the move in football where you got the dual threat quarterback, and then you have the dual threat point guard. So facilitator and score. I'll toss it back over to you. Uh, well, I, let's go ahead. Uh, Pat usually has the true false. Let's see if he's. In the true false conversation, uh, and if not, we'll we'll get back on the other side. Pat, you're with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, man? Good morning, Martin. Uh, no, I don't have. Uh, uh, my, my only true false is uh, does uh, uh, Mac uh, hit 400 yards in this game? So, <laughs> whoo! Uh, I don't know if he hits 400. Uh, I think he has a 300 plus yard game. Uh, is really based on. If we can get, uh, uh, you know, a couple of those 50-plus yarders, uh, then I say yes. If we have two or more uh, deep balls that go, you know, 50 yards plus, then I say yes. If not, uh, then I say he's going to be in the 300 range. I just think that Najee Harris, I'm telling you, I believe Najee Harris has uh, his best game. They've given up four straight 100-yard receiving games. Uh, and they have struggled with backside of the backfield. Uh, going back to Mississippi State, I think they had six turnovers or six interceptions in that game, but the running back still had 15 receptions, Pat. <laughs> so, oh, so right. Because <laughs> hey, the more receptions Najee can get out of the backfield, the higher he's going to give a chance to go in the draft. And you uh, do agree with that, don't you? Uh, I agree. I think that. I think that Najee will make himself uh, open up uh, the game for himself even more by what he do does in the receiving game. That's why I think this is going to be – I've said it all week, and, man, I cannot wait. Uh, I'm looking forward to him okay. him getting all there. Right. So, all, uh, right. all right. I got, Thanks, I, got a good, I got a good question, and I'll let you go. My, uh, okay. my question is uh, I have four uh, tickets 
uh, season tickets. I told mm-hmm. them to keep the season tickets and keep the money uh, because I want to make sure that I have my spot next year. That I don't trust anybody saying, well, you're going to have your spot anyway. I don't believe that. But anyway, but my point is, uh, Terry and Arnold is coming up uh, supposedly uh, next weekend for the Auburn game on his own dime. That ticket for the Auburn game, Martin, is going to be between $250 to $300 per. That Who is, is that? not right. Why can't the university supply tickets? Uh, at two tickets to each uh, student athlete that wants to come in on their own dime. Uh, is that because of the Big Ten uh, not allowing any fans at all? Uh, what's the reason for that, Martin? I, I don't know that he won't. I, I don't know where and how he's going to get tickets. Um, I, I, I would say that he probably is not going to have to pay the the. Um, you talking about just a regular standard price? Uh, yeah, is it yeah. I mean, but it's, no, it's, it's, it's not part ticket, though, is it? It was standard price. Oh, uh, okay. because oh, that tickets for that ball game are going to be between two fifty and three hundred dollars. Get in price. Any tickets that are available, that's about what they are on StubHub. Yeah, but and I'm saying that he so may not. He may have. He may be able. What's the? I don't know what the standard price on the ticket is. Uh, well, I, I, I'm gonna say it's 120 bucks for the Auburn game, I believe. Yeah, that that's what he would end up paying if he's paying anything. I don't think he'll be paying. Um, I, I think the university probably has tickets uh, that you know that he could purchase, but I don't know that for a fact. I doubt okay. a kid. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 think, I think it's players is coming in. He's got a ticket. Yeah, anyway. and, and and I'm willing to bet somebody probably give him a ticket, but anyway. You will, uh, you will, yeah, but that's not that's not we're not going to say that's going to happen because that's an impermissible benefit. <laughs> not necessarily based I, on who he knows. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. I didn't say the I university was going to give him a ticket. <laughs> Thank you. Have a great one. Bye bye. All right. Bye bye. All right. <laughs> Someone said uh, Curtis Moore said. Uh, 126 for nosebleed. <laughs> so, hey, hey uh, we got a couple callers. So, uh, Joe, let's go ahead and get to them. Uh, we have David from Atlanta. David, you're in with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, man? Is David there? Well, he's he's not clicked out like like we dropped him. Let's check in on David. Why don't you take Super Joe and I'll take a, to check in on David. Okay. Uh, Super Joe, you in with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, man? Martin, Martin, how you feeling, man? Good. How you doing, sir? Man, I'll tell you what, I said, yeah, I believe we're going to, I believe we've got a good dominance full quarter here, but I got one question to ask you. Go ahead. Okay, what, does, have some of the LSU players came back negative yet uh, from that COVID-19 that they, that they had to kind of opt out of against Alabama? I, I don't. I, I personally, this week, uh, Super Joe, have not followed the LSU story. Um, the LSU story, it didn't happen because of a bunch. They said they had all of these negative tests. Well, supposedly they'd already had a lot of negative tests. Uh, I think part of their issue and challenge was contact tracing, which is the same thing that has gotten most of the teams. Uh, it's not always the number of positive tests, but I'm assuming LSU is on track to play 
uh, this week. So I have not heard about their game being canceled. So that information tells me that they had players come by. Okay, well, well that's good. You know, anyway, but I look at it like this. I strongly believe, you know, and I, I, mean, I strongly believe this, though, you know, I believe we're going to have a dominant, you know, game against Kentucky, you know, as long as we don't let the guard down. But realistically, I still believe out of all the things, Matt Jones is still going to be the, the front runner up for the house because he doesn't have a loss right now to this shit, but, but trash does, but, but Florida does. And, and some reason, do you think the, um, Okay, do you think that Heisman people and the Heisman people, um, do you think they really count a loss against against you like that when your team loses? Do you think they really hold that against you? I don't know that they necessarily hold it against, hold it against you. It's just really based on uh, the Heisman isn't always just about your performance and how good you are. There have been guys who have come in second, third, fourth in the Heisman that in a different season they would have had a landslide victory uh, in in you know in terms of the Heisman. It's just who has the season, who catches the eye in the season in which you're performing. And in this year, um, I, I think Trask has to continue to play. I, right now, if you were to ask me if everybody continues to play and – um, Justin Fields has a great season, and he's won seven games. Uh, Mac Jones uh, continues to play, and he's won, you know, ten games, uh, or it'll be nine unless they make up the LSU going into the SEC championship. And Trevor Lawrence has played eight games and won eight games. And Kyle Trask comes in with that one loss, but it's against a undefeated Alabama team. And um, – you were to go and look at the the head-to-head matchup in the SEC championship game and Kyle Trask wins that game, I will say if Kyle Trask continues to play the way he's playing and he comes in and beats Alabama in a head-to-head, uh, undefeated Alabama team, head-to-head with Alabama defense getting better and all those things, in that, that he's going to win it. Because if you go back and look, they lost 41-38 to 38 or 39 or something like that uh 4138 and he was 72% completion had 300 plus yards had four touchdowns he had nothing to do with that loss and so against Texas A&M and his one loss would be to a Texas A&M team that only lost to Alabama um so uh, at this point so i think Cal Trask he just keeps winning him and Mac Jones keeps playing the way they're playing one of them is going to bring the Heisman Trophy home uh, because of the, they would have 11 games against SEC and would have the best statistics. Kyle Trash right now is ahead of Joe Burrow in every statistical category uh, through the number of games played. Every statistical category, and all of his has been against all SEC. And I think that makes it even more impressive. Hey, I got to get out of here, Joe. I got to get to uh, David. Uh, he's back on with us. Appreciate that call. Thanks, Thank Joe. Partner. Thank you. Uh, David, you're in with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, man? Hey, guys. I hope you're doing well. Doing well. Hey, listen, I I get a little different perspective from you guys because I'm over here at Georgia and I hear <laughs> a little too much of Georgia. And, um, but that's another subject for another day. What I wanted to talk about is Paul Tyson. 
Um, first of all, I got taught a good lesson about thinking we could just bring Young in here and he would save the day. Well, I am guilty. <laughs> I was wrong, totally wrong. I even owe, owe some people an apology. But what I wanted to talk about, Paul Tyson, here's the thing that uh, Jones has, pro- has proved to us. At six, at six foot one, 180, he comes in here and nobody has a lot of expectations, but he has been groomed for like a couple of years. And that's the part we never even considered grooming a quarterback. And so I'm thinking, I don't really want to see um, Young at this point. Who I would like to see is Paul Tyson. The guy's six foot five. Apparently, he's got a rocket of an arm. And uh, um, I, I'd just like to see if, uh, if what the kids got. That's what I'd like to see. Uh, you know, you, you point out, you bring up a good point. I, I, I've said this. Uh, I was uh, anyone that's listened knows that I was not a, a Jalen hater. I I like Jalen Hurts, and I often wondered how different of a player Jalen Hurts would have been. He came here under Lane Kiffin with the distinct purpose of trying to learn how to be a pocket passer. Well, he comes in and he beats out the guys, and then they all transfer. And Jalen Hurts, as a true freshman was like the most experienced guy in the quarterback room. <laughs> so so he had no one to talk to, go to, say, hey, look at this, look at that. And even though Tua uh, was a more talented quarterback than Jalen, at least he got the experience of watching the speed of the game and learn from the sideline. And I think what we're looking at in Mac Jones, first of all, Mac Jones has to be one of the most confident human beings you've ever seen. He came to Alabama when Alabama had the returning SEC uh, uh, player of the year in Jalen Hurts, offensive player of the year, and we got to a tongue of our Lord to commit. He decommitted from this Kentucky University that we're playing this Saturday and said, I'm coming to Alabama, and I'm coming there to compete, and before I leave, I'm going to be a starter. That's what he said. And so he's done that. And so I think a lot of it does go into David the grooming there's a reason Mac Jones – who do you think Mac Jones threw the best deep ball to? I've, oh, you take your pick. Well, well uh, but, but I, I think he throws it Smitty, best to Mechie. I think he throws it best to Mechie. I, I mean, Waddle is hard to you know argue against as well, but I think Mechie shows you that Mac Jones spent the last couple of years working with – Devontae Smith, even though Devontae was a starter, Devontae was also, like, when they would go, you know, the second unit, Devontae was probably the first receiver uh, in that second unit. Then you had, he worked with Waddle because Waddle was a backup. He worked with Mechie because Mechie was not with the first group. And look at the chemistry he had with Slade Bolden when he came in the game against Tennessee. Six receptions, 94 yards from a guy who wasn't expected to play. Why? Because he has spent time, to your point, just like Paul Tyson has spent time with some of these guys, getting timing down, getting to know each other, developing chemistry. So Paul Tyson could potentially come in and play at an extremely high level as well, just like a a Mac Jones. Don't know if he's going to get that opportunity or not, but it'd be interesting to see. The the bottom line is, first of all, you have have an excellent quarterback coach 
not anybody can be an offensive quarter, quarterback and, and a uh, and or a offensive uh, uh, coach. Over here in Georgia, they think anybody can be an offensive coordinator and a uh, quarterback coach, and they go through them like water. Um, yeah. So, I guess my point is, is you got to pay your dues. Paul Tyson, I think he's paid his dues, and yeah. don't ever discount experience. Here's the other thing: there's only a handful that can throw the deep ball. Everybody thinks they can, yeah. but there's only a handful of quarterbacks across this nation that can truly be successful throwing the deep ball. And if you can get a hold of one of those guys, oh man, you're going far. Yeah, and I think Mike Jones is one of the best in the country, and maybe the best I've seen at Alabama. So, hey, I got I got one other question. Go ahead. I've been thinking about it for a long time. The linebacker, the five star linebacker nowadays, they're not as unless they can uh, put pressure on the quarterback. They're not what they used to be because what you do is you put a Smitty on one of those linebackers. The linebackers can't keep up with him. And you got a completion down the field. So, you know, I say Georgia over here, they, they get all these five star linebackers, but we put our our four three receivers on them and they can't keep up with our kids. Well, so, I, I think part of that, David, comes from the the offensive uh ingenuity in, in terms of the offense is more so than than the skill set of the linebackers. When when I was playing and years few years back even the the formations were not as exotic and you didn't see receivers lining up as the third outside wide receiver you saw uh, I mean the running back you didn't see the running back going out there like Edwards Elaire did like you saw us do with Josh Jacobs we've even done it a couple times with um, with Najee Georgia did it to us with Cook where where a linebacker, they catch you in man-to-man coverage, and they happen to have a formation in the outside wide receiver. None of these five stars, even the old-school five stars, weren't built to run with uh, a Cook, a Harris, um, a Smith, uh, ETN, or any of those guys out in that much space. And so I think it goes as much to the offensive minds and creativity of the alignment and formation as it does to the skill set. I think the five-star linebackers of today are more athletic and talented than even their predecessors. They just have to play a lot of different roles, and, and they have to play, be able to stop the run, be strong enough to stop the run, but elite enough to go out and cover a wide receiver-type running back and or sometimes they even get caught on a wide receiver. So that, that's what I would say to that. Thanks for the question. Thanks for the comments, man. Call back anytime, David. See you. See you. All right, let's get the break here. Coming back on the other side, we'll continue some Kentucky Alabama conversation right here on the Martin Houston Show. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on McFarland eastbound just past Main Avenue and Northport. Please use caution. Everything else looking good, but if you do see conditions, of course, give us a call. You don't have to get on 2059 to save thousands. No, head to Skyland Boulevard, Townsend Nissan of Tuscaloosa, your hometown dealer. I'm Captain Ray. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service 
experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn, which we can customize to meet your needs. Or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com as peptalks35.com or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. You're listening to Tide 100.9. Are you in the holiday spirit? Check out Tuscaloosa's Home for the Holidays on Nick 97.5. All Christmas songs 24-7. Stretch my hands to you. Life like this is what your life like. Try to live your life right. People really know you. Welcome back in to the Martin Houston Show. It's a great Friday, Flashback Friday, Free For All Friday, uh, True False Friday, all of those things going on. But the day you want to mark your calendar is Black Wednesday. That's November 25th. Next Wednesday, Black Wednesday loan sale by Alabama One. Great opportunity for you to lock in a great rate for auto and or personal loans. It's a, I call it an ascending uh, interest rate. If you are an early bird, you get the best worm starting at 7 a.m. If you get online at alabama1.org or our branches are open at 7 a.m., the ones that have the lobbies open. If you're in the lobby ready to meet with that loan officer at 7 a.m., you can get an interest rate on that new auto refi or new of 1.99 and that's good for the hour of 7 to 8 and then from 8 it goes up to 2.24 and then it just ascends up until uh, 12 a.m. or 12 p.m. I'm sorry and then the same thing starts with the personal loan you can lock in a rate so you need to go buy it is the biggest loan sale of the year and you want to make sure you lock it in and hey if you want to do it online at alabama1.org you can do that at 7 a.m. It locks it in, and then you have up until December 4th to get that deal done. So great opportunity for you to save 
uh, and uh, take advantage of the Black Wednesday loan sale at Alabama One. And Alabama One, wishing you a very happy Thanksgiving uh, and safe travels to you and your family and be COVID safe. All right. Uh, True false. Hey, listen, Joe, that's what I, I love about this show. I, I you know, I, I changed the name of the show and I changed the tagline to the Sound of Bama Sports because that's what we talk about mostly. And I said, it's your show. And I was telling our listeners, hey, it's your show. We're here. We're here to provide content that you want to hear. And you're always able to add to that content uh, and uh, your team. And mostly everyone's team is um, is the Alabama Crimson Tide. So uh, you and I had a plan for true false for the first quarter. Uh, it kicked over into the second quarter and we didn't even get to it. But we will get that final true false question. So I'll toss it back over to you. The last one. Let's talk about. Uh, let's talk about two teams that are not our teams. Tennessee and Auburn are playing this weekend. Tennessee is two and four in this SEC only schedule. And I have a question for you, Martin. True or false? If Jeremy Pruitt finishes three and seven, uh, as you know, it looks like he might with Auburn, Vandy, Florida, and Texas A&M on his schedule. Probably Vanderbilt being the only winning w- winnable game there for. Jeremy Pruitt. If Jeremy Pruitt finishes three and seven for the Tennessee Vols, he might be returning to Tuscaloosa as a defensive coordinator, or defensive coach next year. Uh, it's, it, there is a distinct possibility that Nick Saban could be choosing between uh, his defensive coordinator of times past, <laughs> Muschamp and Pruitt. I hope Tennessee doesn't. I, I I hope that they give Jeremy kind of the do over, like like the SEC uh, is doing in um, in terms of the players. Uh, I think Jeremy's getting some of the right pieces. I, I still think he needs a quarterback, and um, and and he's not been able to get that, and maybe he hasn't, maybe he doesn't. Um, it's really how bad those games look. Look, if he gets blown out, I think that's a very distinct possibility. Um, I almost picked them to upset Auburn this week. Um, the last time they were down in Auburn, they did pull an upset, and Auburn was clearly the better team uh, in that scenario. Um, I don't know if they have the confidence to pull it off this year, but if anybody can do it, I think Jeremy can get that defense ready to play against Auburn. Auburn's offense is suspect and their defense isn't great. So uh, if he can pull an upset uh, in the, in one of those three wins, um, but he'd have to he'd end up with four because if he loses to Vanderbilt, yes. <laughs> so um, what are your thoughts in terms of Jeremy? I think he, Curtis Moore says he's safe, but next season he may not be safe. I think I probably agree with Curtis there. I think that uh, he's in trouble at the moment at two and four, but it is just a little bit of a strange off season, uh, obviously with COVID nineteen and and everything that's come along with that. But three and seven is certainly not what Tennessee was hoping for in an SEC only schedule. You know, you, you know, people, all the Tennessee fans. I got a couple buddies myself being from that area who uh, were beating their chest going into the season. We have the second longest winning streak behind LSU. We have the 
second. And then when LSU lost their first game of the year, uh, Tennessee, we have the longest winning streak in the in, in the SEC. Uh, and uh, I, I think they were expecting a little bit better than three and seven. I think they were expecting to challenge Florida and Georgia for an SEC Eastern cha- championship. And still uh, in November 20th, they are a long, long way from doing that. Yeah, your, your, your question brings up a couple of, of points. I think there's some added pressure that, that's making it tougher uh, for him to make it through this season. You just pointed out those uh, things. I think the fact that there appears to be a potential power shift in the East with the way Florida's playing um, hurts Jeremy, if that makes sense, because – Who's going to catch Georgia? Who's going to catch Georgia? It's going to be Tennessee or it's going to be Florida. And when you look at this season, there seems to be a bigger gap between Tennessee and Florida or as big a gap as there was between Georgia and Tennessee. So Tennessee's still in the same spot, even though there may be a new power in the East. I think that's putting pressure on him. Uh, But uh, C.J. Watson, and I'll get your thoughts on this. C.J. Watson, I think he's safe uh, depending on the interest of Hugh Freeze. I think Hugh Freeze's availability or potential uh, availability and how many people are going to go after him has something to do with Muschamp being let go when they let him go to get ahead of it. If Muschamp, I mean, if Freeze wants and shows interest in the Tennessee job, would that also add more pressure to the Pruitt seat or heat to the Pruitt seat? I think certainly it would. Anytime that uh, you got a hot name that's flirting with your program, it makes you reevaluate you know, your your relationship with your current head coach. I think that's uh, typical business dealings. And Hugh Freeze is that hot name, but. Tennessee, I question you. Don't 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 go chasing the flavor of the week. Uh, I, I think you got to have a little bit of consistency in your program. And I know Jeremy Pruitt hasn't uh, provided the success yet that you want, uh, but I don't know. I feel like he I, I feel like he can get Tennessee there if they uh, it, really if they get out of his way. Yeah, and I you and I, I I see it the same way you do. I just think that that CJ Watts bringing that up that is a potential uh, added you know, gasoline on the fire. And I, I, but I think Florida, if, if Florida doing what they're doing, is probably adding more flames than, than even, um, uh, what Hugh freeze would add. I think Hugh freeze, uh, is a great coach. He, he's showing it, uh, doing some really good things, but I also think he's a risk. Um, and do you get rid of somebody who appears to be, even though the record's not going to show, I think Tennessee is a better program than what they were when Jeremy took it over. They're just not getting the wins yet. And you may reset and start all over again. And I think you're looking at three more years. If you get rid of Jeremy Pruitt, uh, in my opinion, Joe, you're kicking the can down the road possibly three more years. Yeah, you're resetting your program. And you're not going to have success if you do that all over and over and over again. Yep. And uh, once again, I love it when our, our listeners and viewers are interacting. Curtis Moore said another thing that potentially could put pressure on Jeremy is he is a defensive-minded coach, and teams seem to be trending more offensive philosophy as head coaches than defensive. And that's another good point. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, C.J. Watson said, I think former is hasty, and he wants UT success to be on his watch. And I think he jumped, he may jump at freeze. All valid points, all valid thoughts. Thanks for being part of the program this morning, guys. Keep interacting. We'll keep sharing. 
and we'll come back on the other side and I'll get Joe's prediction for uh, the weekend and I'll give you mine right here on the Martin Houston Show. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on McFarland eastbound just past Main Avenue and Northport. Please use caution. Everything else looking good. But if you do see conditions, of course, give us a call. You don't have to get on 2059 to save thousands. No, head to Skyland Boulevard, towns in Nissan of Tuscaloosa, your hometown dealer. I'm Captain Ray. Good morning, residents of the Briarfield community in Bibb County up in arms to prevent the state from building one of the new three mega prisons. They claim that there's not adequate infrastructure available. In-person instruction at UA ends today for the Thanksgiving break. The break comes amid a second wave of COVID-19 and that has state health officials advising students to not relax their vigilance and take precautions even while at home. Want more local news? Click on TuscaloosaThread.com. Don Hartley, Townscore Media, Tuscaloosa. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Carving can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone. Then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, LLC. The sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team, the Martin Houston Show. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. All right, we're going to get our score predictions here in just a moment. But, Joe, uh, we have highlighted high school football all year. And uh, even though I know I got a time crunch here, we have to give a shout-out to Gordo Greenwave. Uh, Big win last night. Do you realize we're on a potential collision course that there could be four West Alabama teams playing to get that trip to the Super 7 in Tuscaloosa? Right now, you have ACA, Bibb County, Northside, all playing tonight. Gordo advanced last night. Is that not amazing uh, of, of, of this West Alabama? Not Tuscaloosa. We got to get Tuscaloosa there, but West Alabama, uh, that'd be a great showing uh, if they were able to pull that off. I almost had that on my true falses with uh, the, our 4A, you know, how, how successful the Tuscaloosa and West Alabama area has been in Class 4A. We've, we, we might have the final four come from our area. That's awesome. <laughs> but that not be – I mean, you, you have a potential matchup with Gordo and uh, Gordo and Northside if Northside beats Etowah tonight. Uh, and then you have Bibb County and ACA both – plan to face each other so uh, that would be absolutely great you, you, we may end up with uh uh you know the stadium may be uh full to whatever its capacity is if you end up with uh, any combination of those four schools uh be a great story over at north side uh as their coach is retiring if he's able to get uh, north side uh 
uh, to that level. And Joe, you haven't been here long enough, but Northside used to be the team that uh, couldn't win a game. And if they won one, uh, it would be against someone else that had never won one. Uh, and so it'd be a great, you know, going out. And I got a kid that goes to my church, so I'm just secretly letting you know I'm pulling for Northside. All right. Hey, two minutes. Uh, Joe, who you got? What you got for Alabama in terms of Kentucky? Oh, uh, let's say 48 to, uh, 48 to 10 is, is is what I'm feeling for Alabama-Kentucky. I think that Kentucky will try to control the ball on offense with with a running game, uh, and that'll kind of keep the Alabama offense a little bit off the field, but I still see 48 points in Matt Jones uh, putting up at a big game against the school he used to be committed to. Yeah, and I'm, I'm kind of like you. You hit a good point there. I'm I think Alabama has the potential in a typical game to get in the 60s against this team. But I think part of Kentucky's game plan will be to play keep away. Uh, and so I'm gonna, I have it 48. I'm, I'm contemplating the 10 versus 17 against them because of the way the game may get away. Uh, so I'm going to say 48-13. Uh, uh, and I think, like you said, I think Mac Jones has a great game. I think Najee has has a breakout uh, with his total yards being the highest of his career, both receiving and rushing uh, with a couple touchdowns. Uh, I think our defense uh, holds Kentucky to minimal yards. And I'm actually predicting a couple field goals from what Nick Saban calls the best kicker in the country. We'll see if he can remain perfect. And with the number of touchdowns, and number of field goals. He'll go over 50 kicks without a miss. Talking about Will Riker. Come back on the other side. You're going to be hearing from inside the locker room with Wimper Barry Sanderson. I'm Martin Houston. The Martin Houston Show, the Sound of Bama Sports, your show, your team. Joe Gaither, thank you. Thank you, callers. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, viewers, for all of your interaction. Have a blessed day, and we'll catch you on Monday. Roll tight and go take care of the Wildcats.